We had some games in Northern California, the Sac Joaquin section last week, Vacaville, Fairfield area. We were at some games in the Central Valley. Greg was in Stockton. I was in Elk Grove for Monterey Trail against Folsom. This week, the whole Bay Area is back. Every Indeed. single section, North Coast section's all back, Central Coast section's back. We got some big games. We got Game of the Week voting going on. It's closing soon. Palo Alto, St. Ignatius took an overnight lead, a huge lead there. They're in the lead, but a bit S- of a surprise, yeah, SRV Vintage is behind, Liberty O'Dowd's behind. Those are the early leaders. Pitt Sarah's behind. A lot of big games in that one, so be sure to vote for that westcoastpreps.com. The link's on all of our social media pages. It's also in every story there, too. You'll see that, so you can vote on that really easily there. Be sure to vote on Game of the Week. Pick where you want West Coast Preps to go this week. We've got some great games we're covering. I know Greg and I are excited for this, mm-hmm. but, I mean, how did it feel to have the bands back and cover a game last week? Because it felt, it was exciting. at least for me, it was good. It was yeah. weird to see a full crowd again, but... It I'm felt normal. It, it felt it, it, it nice. felt like it was the way it's supposed to be, yeah. and um, you know, a bit of a surprise at least to us. You know, we both picked Lincoln to win that game, and Edison went out there, shut them down. Them. They dominated. Other than one General Coleman run, and that Jonah is at least good for one of those every single game. <clears throat> it just felt normal, though. It, it felt good to be back out on the field. Um, you know, you had. I guess more normal football weather, at least for California, normal football weather. It's not usually that cold for football. It's not like your, you know, Midwest football games. It's California football is back. Yeah. You know, nice 75 degree weather and wearing shorts usually. So I'm excited though. Back to, I mean, obviously the game I'm going to this week, it's maybe the best game of the year. Probably. There's a few good ones on. Pitt's schedule too because they've got Sarah, they've got Folsom, we've also got a dog yeah, joining into no our boy. podcast. Dax almost knocked down the Hi, Dax. the phone. Yeah. It's okay. We'll just let Dax. He's our official spokes dog. He's officially one year old. Yep, in these human years, seven years, and dog years. But Hi, Dax, we're, Dax we're on just wants to, he wants to say hi. Who does Dax pick? <laughs> who does Dax go pick? ahead, Dax? Dax, who are you picking? There you go. I think Dax is. <laughs> I think Dax is picking Sarah. No, he's not taking Dax Sarah. Dax is picking Sarah. We know what West Coast preps picks, and it's we know what you're picking. We know what I'm picking for that one. So he's on my side. He doesn't like you as much as you like me. Even even if it is your dog. I'm just gonna move on. Anyways, you know what? We'll get into predictions. Yeah, we will soon. But you know, we're gonna go into some league previews here too. We had a lot last week at EBAL. Check that out on our YouTube pages. Everything else, Apple, Spotify, it's all up there. Now BVAL time. We got Pittsburgh, we got Liberty, we got Heritage, Antioch, Freedom, Deer Valley in this league. How do you think this league shakes out? Well, I think there's a clear number one. Um, Pittsburgh is, I mean, they're either the number two or number three team in the Bay Area. And we'll, that will be basically decided in week one. Yeah, well. um, I think there's a huge gap between them. And then you go Heritage, Liberty, they're going to battle for the number two and number three spots. And then there's another big gap when you get down to the other three teams, the Antioch. Freedom in Deer Valley. Um, I think the biggest competition is here, and who's finishes second? Is it Liberty or is it Heritage? I, I think that's where you're going to have your drama at the end of this year. I feel like this league has improved year in, year in and year out, but this year, I think Pittsburgh's number one, and then you have this drama at two and three. And then four, five, and six, you know, it's going to be kind of a battle of, you know, is there a surprise team? Does a team kind of come out and be like, huh, we didn't really expect that to happen. You know, there, that's always a possibility as well. But I think right now, looking into it before the year, Liberty and Heritage, that's kind of your drama going into this league. 
I'm going Liberty for that two spot. Heritage is really young this year. I think Heritage is a year away from really being one of those top contenders again, but I think Heritage comes in third just behind Liberty. That's going to be a close Brentwood Bowl game to kind of decide that second place spot. Pitt, though, too, I know we mentioned a lot of these guys like a Jaden Rashada, Rashid Williams, Keenan Higgins, Israel Polk. Zach Carr is now on varsity this yeah. year, too. I mean, the list goes on and on there, right? But now they've got a great running back, too. Again, they had like one last every year. year. Yeah, yeah. Dayton Pearson last year's MVP. Year before that, 1,000 yard rusher in Avant Muldrow. This year, Charles Brown Jr., his feature is up at westcoastpreps.com. Check that out. He's the next 1,000 yard rusher there. Next yeah. next level running back there too, and that's even after losing a running back, you know that went to Las Vegas as well. I mean, there's something there's something special. I've been saying it for over a year now since our very first podcast. There's something special in Pitt. I just I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna ride that train and what heck of a first five games that they're gonna play, um, and then I think they'll they'll go undefeated in in league. They will, yeah. I think Pitt last year too. You look at the numbers; they outscored opponents. 263 to 53. Besides some of that anomaly schedule, right, where they've got McClymans, <laughs> they've got Sarah, Folsom. I mean, you just named the premier team. That's who Pitt's playing in non-league. I think they're going to roll through this league schedule. They're just so talented on both sides of the yeah. ball. And I mean, they, they outscored opponents 263 to 53 last yeah, year during the Beat them by 210 points in a shortened season. Yeah, a in shortened five-game five season, in five right? Games. You think about that, that's just sick. Liberty, though, they're, they're going to be even better than last year, I think, too. Now they're comfortable with Coach Matt Haves last year took over. They had lost a great senior class the year before. Ryan Partridge had left now at the University of Arizona. <coughs> Speaking of him, it seems like they just keep bringing the Northern California guy since he's been on the staff at Arizona. Liberty, though, you got Nate Bell, great quarterback. You got a great offensive line. You got... One of the best linemen in the Bay Area, too. Up front, you've got Colin Borelli. He's not fully healthy at linebacker and safety. He's going to be a big addition. Again, he missed the later part of last season with an injury. You've got Kyron Green, both-way guy. Darrell mm-hmm. Carr, a two-way guy. He led the team in tackles. Dominic Bustos. Liberty's going to be good. Heritage, as you know, they've got Devon Rivers, who's got a Division One offer. He almost rushed for 1,000 yards in a short season. He told me he wants to rush for 1,000 yards this year. I'm like, I think that should be easy money for you because he almost did that in a short and six-game game, season six last games, year. Right? Yeah. He's not going to have any problems doing that. I think he'll hit 1,400 yards this year at least. I mean, if he's on the pace of what he had last year, yeah. including postseason, he might just get to 2,000. Yeah, and he said he could have done a lot better last year too. That's, that's the scary, scary part. That's, yeah, scary. That's, that's what really freaks me out and probably a lot of defensive coordinators hearing those words they've got him you got Jaden Ennis you got Kamani Stafford they've got a sophomore quarterback and Jacob Wasso coming up they really like taking over for Asher Haynes excited to see what they do under Dave Fogelstrom they're definitely all in and you've got Antioch you've got Freedom you've got Deer Valley I think Antioch too last year just a tough season I think Antioch's also going to be a team that kind of bounces back Freedom too Freedom just had that tough end to the season last year They've got a new coaching staff in there. Andrew Cotter stepped down. I think those are programs that are going to also improve and compete a little bit more this year. Yeah, I, I think that the whole league is – we've seen the growth of this league just in the last 10 years. I mean, just look at who's in the NFL from that league. Najee Harris and Joe Mixon are just two guys that obviously are superstars in, in the league just right now. Um, but I think that they're going to continue to improve. I, I I still think there's that gap between Heritage and Liberty and these three teams right now. Um, new coaches, coaching staffs coming in as well for freedom. 
So it'll be interesting to kind of see, because I'm assuming there's going to be one of those teams that's going to kind of open our eyes and be like, huh, they're actually, they're a pretty good team this year. Um, it, it's just kind of figuring out which one at this point, it's hard to tell. I think they're all, every single one of those teams is kind of undetermined and kind of a coin toss. Yeah, they really are. And I know some players, Antioch's really high, and they got a great running back. They've also got Isaiah Pino, tight ends, fullback, defensive lineman, really high on him. Freedom as well, less talented, moved to Georgia for his senior season. But they've got Travis May coming up, Bobby Williams. There's some excitement there. Deer Valley, too. Had some off-season momentum. They beat Freedom that last yeah. game of the year for the first one. They bring back some great players, Cameron Clanton, Willie Boakai, Jaden Love, Josh PC, but... How do you think the standings shake up in the BVAL? I know you mentioned Pitt, obviously, number one, but that race yeah. for number two and beyond, where do you think I, everything I, ends up? Since we have even brought up this discussion, I have been trying to figure out, am I going Liberty or Heritage at two and three? Liberty already hates me, apparently, because I picked one game against them, and we'll get more into that later. We've already yeah, Ted's not too happy with you about yeah. that Brent you know, pick. So I'm going to stick with it. Keep on hating me. I'm going Heritage. <laughs> I, I just I think that Devin Rivers is the X factor. I know you got little mini Patrick Mahomes, what you call him. I think he's more of like a mini Kyler Murray than than Patrick Mahomes. That's, you know, I think that kid will take I, out a comparison. Right. I think I think both are pretty pretty dang good, but I I don't know. I just I feel like I just want to take Heritage. You're going Heritage. I'm going Heritage really? to Liberty at three, and I man, I I don't know. I think I'm gonna go. Antioch 4, Freedom 5, and then Deer Valley at 6. Okay, I'm with you on everything but flip-flop Liberty and Heritage. Liberty at 2, Heritage at 3. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be our... Uh, I don't know, Liberty already hates me, so I'm, I'm just going to stick with it. I think that, yeah, the Brentwood Bowl is going to be exciting. Yeah. That's that's going to be a fun night. Now with the full capacity there, too, in Brentwood. I can't imagine what that atmosphere is going to be like there, too. Yeah. Two yeah. second-year head coaches also... Kind of crazy, right? Both programs ushering new eras at the same time. I know they're getting great buy-in from those players and those schools, great coaching staff, so great assistants, some of the best in the Bay Area. But now let's go for some of our award winners before we move on to the WCAL. Let's go through your MVP pick. MVP, I mean, I think it's got to be someone from Pitt. I think Rasheed Williams is just going to be an absolute beast this year. Only a junior, so I mean, he might go back-to-back. Um, so it's either going to be Rashid or Jaden. I'm going to go with Rashid just because he's playing both ways. It looks like this year he's going to play a little bit of defense as well. Coach of the year, it's going to be Victor Galley. That just that preseason schedule alone. If they go three and two, four and one, he's basically already run in the running and basically winning that offensive MVP. I basically agree with you on everything because I, as I'm looking at this, Devin Rivers probably going to win offensive MVP. I think he's going to get to at least very close to 2,000 yards this year, and then Daryl Carr. Um, you know, actually, I'm going to change that. I'm going to go Colin Borelli from, from uh, Liberty. So, yeah. Yeah, great picks there. I'm with you on Rashid, Galley, Rivers. I'm going to go with Darrell Carr, for defensive MVP. That's right. Rashid's going to win MVP this year. I think next year, though, it's going to be Charles Brown Jr. I'm just going to make a really early pick for 2023. Just pick is, is that going to be like a more of a I'm kind of don't want to pick Rashid to win MVP again? I know. I just, I just think, think he's it's gonna Charles Brown is going to be that great, okay. right? And fair enough. You know, just with the way Pitt running backs are, the way they groom them, the way this class is going there, the way their coaching staff is, right? I just think Charles Brown Jr. with all the talent. You were out there practice. Everybody's so yeah. high. I mean, Victor Galley yeah. said it might be his best running back yet in years. 
Yeah, I mean, I, that, that's high praise for what they just had. They had an MVP at running back last year, too. Yeah, I, he's going to have a great year. I just think, I think Rasheed Williams, and I know we're not projecting athlete of the year quite yet, but he's my prediction for athlete of the year. Great year. head on his shoulders, too. You got to mention it, too. Kid, he's got a Stanford offer. Smiles. Really yeah. just smart kid, great leader, great teammate. You got him. I think just... I think that's what makes this pit team so so special is their leaders are so even kill. They're yes. never getting too high. They're never getting too down. They're not really ones to jaw. That's good. They're so. gonna just they're gonna go out yeah. there and they're gonna Charles Brown Jr. is pretty quiet. Yeah. Jaden Rashad is a quiet kid, right? Rashid Williams just a happy go lucky kid out there. Yep. That's something that's really gonna help them. We've seen too just this whole off season those kids were really bought in. We've seen the videos. I know sometimes you see videos, you can think that's all smoke and mirrors. I know for a fact that Pitt, that's not what that coaching staff and those players. There's obviously <clears> something <throat> special. There's a reason why Greg's bought in. Yep. Sheik Williams, though, excited to see him get back into the top 300 rankings for recruiting, too, because that kid, unfortunately, had that injury. But yeah. he's gonna Even be, with the injury, I'm shocked that he's not in, yeah, his in some of those rankings. He and Jaden Rashad of this year, it's going to be a connection for yeah. the ages. You got Kai Taylor, Zach Card. Drew up Hulk and just, geez, the, I mean, you named the list. It just seems like it goes on and on and on. It seems like I'm naming a Division One college. But let's go on to the WCAL next. You've got Sarah. I know they're the top dog. We'll see how they look this week against Pitt. Greg will be at that game. How do you think this league shakes out? Is it pretty much Sarah than everybody else? 100%. I mean, when you just look at the program, even going down their freshman team, they got like 90-plus kids on their freshman team. They're building something that is just bigger than everyone else right now in the WCAL. What they have going, and obviously the history that they have at that program. I mean, David Bakhtiari is from Sarah, Tom Brady. You see their names at their facilities. Exactly. They were at their practice last week. You saw that. Yeah, and it, two of the greatest football players, Bakhtiari is one of the best offensive line in football for the last you know X amount of years. So they're just building something special. Um, and I think that it really depends on week one. If they go undefeated or if they go 9-1 and one in the regular season. I think that there's not a single team on their schedule after week one that I think could beat them. There really isn't. Sarah's going to be better than last year. So I know they lost mm-hmm. Christian Pedersen. A great, great big play throughout with his six foot five size. And I was really excited to watch him there. Yeah, we got exciting new coming, coming up in a new title. We saw yeah. him at practice. A big presence. He looked good. Yeah. You've got the receivers, Joey your Ramon's still coming back from injury, but he's starting to look healthy. He was getting some reps. You've got the great line with Jurassic Party, Nathan Elu. You've got Silver there as well. I mean, Dominic Lampkin, Solomon Hawson. Also, how many schools have a backup that's got five Division One offers? Too? They just got that transfer from Intercom. It's yeah. Like I said, they're, they're building something and, that is just special. And why wouldn't you want to play for Patrick Walsh, too? It, just what he does for kids, the way he got football back, he's obviously invested in your success. Uh, it's hard to name coaches that adapt to talent as good as him. So yeah. just you see the variety in their playbook. It's almost like watching Ohio State with <clears throat> Urban Meyer was there throughout the years. They was just kind of the multiple set. They could run I formation, ace, pistol, spread. Such a variety. And Patrick Walsh has that same kind of feel as a leader in just the way he can call plays. Almost kind of the Urban Meyer of high school, I would say. Yeah, I'd almost go the Bill Belichick where he can change from week to week. You know, they're really. I went to two or three of their games last year, I want to say, and it was always a little different. Sometimes they went, you know, ground and pound. 
And obviously they can do that with the offensive line they have. With Hassan, they can go outside and throw deep. <laughs> I mean, they can really – they're kind of a chameleon where you don't really know what they're going to do each and every week, but you know that they're going to execute well because that is one of the best coach teams in all of football. In all of the area. How many teams would their second team beat in the Bay Area? Their second team quarterbacks got offered. <laughs> Jabari Mann's a big-time running back, a sophomore. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. They don't really – they. They rotate through It's almost a like lot. a platoon. It's like right. when Kentucky had all those five stars, right? They had the blue platoon, the white platoon. This is the way Sarah is. Yeah, because like you said, Jabari Mann, just a sophomore, is an absolute He's even beast. bigger, too. Um, I'm forgetting his name. Who's the, the other sophomore that they yeah, have? Joseph Bay. Thank you, Joseph you Bay. Colin, I mean, he's going to play more offense this right? year yeah. as well. I mean, it's the young talent that they have, and it's what we talked about Pitt last year, and we didn't get to see them necessarily last year we'll get to see them as juniors and but you still have that underclassmen sophomores and even some freshmen probably come in and again that we'll find out oh yeah there's a big another star as a freshman that's the thing that i think is so exciting about sarah right now and then you add that to a dominic and lincoln and a hassan mahasan and joey and it just it seems like every year they got three four five six guys of yeah that's a d1 prospect yeah, and with that big freshman class they've got, I'm excited to see how those guys pan out the next couple of years with these young guys they have in the 2024 class. But yeah. Now, how do you think the rest of the league shakes up behind Sarah? Yeah, I think um, Valley Christian, I think, has been number two for, for a while now. Um, and it's always a, usually a pretty good game against them and Sarah. Um, I, I don't know. I There's something, obviously, Jerry Dickey's at Valley Christian. He can win any program any single game any point because he's just that special and that talented you got st francis st ignatius bellarmine that rounded out your top five last year i'm high on st francis i think bellarmine is a step away i think they're a step away almost another year at the end of this year you might see them become one of the best teams in the bay area but they're one step away so i i'm gonna go valley christian until they prove that they're no longer the second best team i'm gonna stick with them at number two um i'm gonna go i'm gonna stick with st francis i think they're gonna they're a little bit better than bellarmine you might see them lose to bellarmine at the end of the year if bellarmine can if their athletes progress like how we think they're going to um and then so bellarmine would be four st ignatius five and then you got sacred heart cathedral midi riordan uh to round out your last three i think it sacred heart cathedral we've talked about this off air they're a year away. Great coaching year staff. Away. They've got a great 2023 class, too. I think the way they're building that, I think next year really sets up to be here. But I think this year, too, as the year goes on, they get more comfortable. Yeah. Now with kind of a full season, too, I think you're, you're going to see them improve. But Valley Christian, I know they've got smaller roster numbers, around 30 kids on varsity this year. Just a lot of factors going into that. But the high-end talent is definitely they got great line play as they always do. Jackson Berman's a dual-threat quarterback. You've got Jerry on Dickey and every throw it up to him. You know what Jerrion's going to do. He right. pretty much is and Randy Moss. I think that's the thing. You know, if you have Jerrion in this roster for still two more years, he can win you any single game just because he is that talented. I mean, we saw the viral video. We've seen every single viral video that he's had over the last yeah. two years now. He will go up and catch just about anything. His catch radius is insane. I think he's the best wide receiver in the Bay Area. Yes, um, he is. You know, so you can you can say receiver rankings on the right, website, and that's on the side right now. Hassan, he's more of an athlete than anything. You know, he competes with him as far as wide receiver, but he plays running back, he plays slot. Tavon Austin feels him exactly. So, 
I think as long as Valley Christian has Jerion on that field, and they have other wide receivers coming up as well, but Jerion's special. Yeah, there's something else about him. St. Francis, though, is going to put up a fight. They've got this fantastic senior class that, now, when they were freshmen, they beat Sarah's freshman team, too. Yeah. And a lot of those kids, Sarah's seniors, were freshmen then. I mean, you've got Clayton Minum, you've got Dylan Golden, Clayton Minum, San Diego State commit. Dylan Golden, another great linebacker, also a tight end. You've got Josh Perry, who's now a senior quarterback, looks to be the full-time starter. Camilo Arquette, two-way guy, San Jose State offer, a great offensive line. So great special teams play with Matthew Carriage. He's got a D1 offer from Bucknell. He's got a really interesting story we'll have up soon in a couple of days, westcoastpreps.com. But I think the special teams play of St. Francis, don't underestimate that in a league like a WCAL. It almost sounds That's, like, are you taking St. Francis over Valley this year? I think Valley will finish second standings-wise, but I think St. Francis will beat Valley in that game. But I think St. Francis will have one of those other losses just because the league other teams are improving, right? Where you have a Holy War game where Bellarmine, I think, could pull out a win against yeah. them is where it's going to be interesting there. St. Francis, though, special teams play is going to win them games. That's also why I'm high on Monta Vista because they've got that great special teams play with Nathan Price. Why I'm high on Amador because a great special teams play. I think in some of these really down-to-the-wire games, field position is going to be something that determines it. St. Francis has that, too. And I'm going with St. Ignatius 4, Bellarmine 5. Sacred Heart Cathedral, they've got Jerry Mixon, Kendrick Sanders, George Flatio, all great juniors there. Mitty's got a great quarterback. Everybody's high, and I think they'll take some steps up the ladder getting Reardon, too. Got some young talent coming through there. I think Reardon these next couple of years is going to start improving yeah. as well. But that's how I think the standings really do shake out. Yeah, and I mean, now I think we've gone through both leagues. Which one's better? Let, let's just make a determination. Which league is better? Is it E-ball or is it WCAL? E-ball. I'm going with Yeah, Evo. I'm going with Evo. I think right now, at, at this point, you can see all these teams are rising and getting better. In five years, it might be WCAL, but I'd say right now it's Evo. This Evo, you look at it in the Mountain Division too alone. You've got De La Salle, you've got SRV, you've got Monta Vista, you've got Cal, you've got Clayton Valley. Amador just moved over, and I'm telling yeah. you what, I went to their practice yesterday, best practice I've seen all year. They might be kind of flying under the radar, and coaches, every coach I've talked to has told me Amador is going to shock some people because their line play can hold up. And that's going to be big when you play Monta Vistas and Clayton Valleys and SRVs and all of those teams, too. I'll go E-ball, though, is the better league right now. As we get another year, I think this is a debate we're going to have every year for a long, long time. But this year, E-ball is ahead of the curve. Yeah, and you never know. BVL might might just push their way into that conversation. I think they're probably the third best league, maybe. (laughs) You can kind of debate that one right there. But now we're going to go into the Oakland Athletic League and... I think it's I think it's pretty pretty obvious. McClyman's and everybody else. Yeah. I think. And it's been that that's way for no a long disrespect time. to other programs, but McClyman's you look at it. Last year they outscored opponents three hundred and six to fourteen. Yeah. They've got nineteen starters back. Their quarterback completed seventy six percent of his passes. He had twenty four he had thirty total touchdowns, twenty four through the air, six through the ground in one pick. You've got this year goal to one of the best Sprinters in his class is a sophomore. He's a big play guy. I saw him in the Silver Bowl. He's he's going to be a freaking force. He's going to be a next level guy. So you got Joanne McDougal. I mean, you've seen Mac too. You saw them earlier yeah. in the year. <laughs> they, they're the whole drone. They're a whole drone yeah. The whole the drone controversy, right? <laughs> at Skyline. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I don't know. There's not much to say about Mac. I think. The more drama that they have is their preseason before they get into league schedule. Um, you know, they have De Anza, Marin Catholic, Menlo Atherton, Pitt, all in 
their preseason schedule. And that's all in a row. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's your drama. That Pitt game, obviously, Pitt, we've talked about them enough, I think, at this point. Menlo Atherton, though, we haven't talked about them a whole lot They're yet. They're senior class. We'll get into their that, league later this week, too. Right, but that team... They might be a top three team, honestly. Talent-wise, When yeah. you look at just their talent, yeah. they can go up there with the Pitt and the Sarah, I think, and they could compete. Uh, so I, I think they've probably finished at number four this year uh, in, in terms of our rankings. Unbelievable. So that's kind of see, okay, where where do they stack up with the Menlo Athertons and the Pittsburghs? I think that's kind of where you're going to find out how good this McClellan's team is because they've dominated the OAL forever. You know, as long as for a very, very long time. So that's going to kind of be, okay, here's, here's how we stack up with two top five teams. It really is. And now behind them, too, one of the rising programs is Fremont. They didn't get to play a game last year, COVID-related stuff. Fremont did not play. They had some scrimmages. But there's so much talent walking to that campus. Now, I saw them over the summer. They've got a lot of kids that are getting recruited now. One of the biggest risers, they're just outside of Bay Area football rankings. I would not be shocked to see them climb into that. They're going to put up a fight against some really good teams this year. You've got a tight end, Itawate Finau. He just started playing football a couple of years ago. It's his yeah. second year of football. He's already got high-level college interest. Elijah Jackson's a transfer from San Leandro. Receivers like Teron Nix, Amari Winston. You've got Kalen Woods, Kamon Brown. Mm-hmm. They've got a 2024 class, too, with a great quarterback, and Sifo Aquila, and others too. I think Fremont is one of those programs that's going to be making a lot of noise, and I think they're a clear number two in this league. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely, I think, uh, an improved team. You see some of those names names that we've heard of for a while, Elijah Jackson, and I'm a huge fan of him as well. Um, interesting, though, obviously a coaching change at Skyline this year as Joe Bates stepped down from the head coaching job and is back in Florida. But, I mean, that's kind of been the team that we've always seen right behind Mac, the one that can maybe eventually get to Mac. But now you have him at number three. Why is that? I think it's just Bates stepped down late. I think Casey Adams really has a feel for what Skyline should be. He's a graduate, obviously, Skyline with, with its tradition, him going there. Yeah. They're going to be good. But they lost some players, that great senior class they had. And then also Tyra Howard Thompson moved over to Stockton. He's, right. going, he's at Lincoln High School. Just hard to think of that, but Fremont, the talent they've got this year, I, Fremont's just going to be one of those teams that's going to be really prolific, and that's why I've got Skyline at number three. I do think, though, Casey Adams was a good hire there. Bates, though, with what he did at that program, Bates turned Skyline around in that time, yeah. right? With the things he can't be understated what he did there, but I think you're just going to kind of feel the loss of Bates for you. That's nothing against the coaching staff and the kids they've got in there. You've got Darius Fontenot's phenomenal. I think Skyline's line play will keep them in a lot of games, but what's going to win Fremont more games is some of those guys they've got on the outside. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if I was predicting this, I'd probably still put Skyline at number two. It's just more of a proven team. Um, obviously, they didn't play last year in Fremont. They didn't play, so hard to kind of tell. You know, there's no bounce-back season. There's no let's continue the momentum yeah, exactly. type thing. Um, it's kind of let's start over and see what we got type. So I, I would st- stick with Skyline at number two in my predictions and Fremont number three. And then you got Castlemont and Oakland Tech here as the four and five teams most likely. Um, you know, maybe you kind of have a surprise with one of those two, but Oakland Tech went two and two last year. Castlemont went zero and four. 
last year and kind of see what these two teams are going to do this year. Calcimont's one of those programs that's really improving. Ed Washington's another alum of that score. He understands yep. Calcimont. They've got a great history. I know the fan base, the alumni base, has really bought into him. He's really just changed the culture there. I've seen it there. Out of a lot of kids, they've got a junior receiver, Kevin Fowler Jr., a great weapon out there on the outside. A great athlete. I think he's going to make a lot of noise this year. They've got some good linemen. They've got a linebacker transfer, Jalen McGarry from Berkeley. I think they're going to be one of those teams that rises. Oakland Tech's going to put up a great fight, too. They've got Omar Staples, a tight end and linebacker. You've got a great lineman in Kai Smith. He's 290 pounds, I think. Some of this line play, especially a place like Oakland Tech, I mentioned that with Skyline's really going to keep them in a lot of games, too, because you can't underestimate what the big boys up front can do with you. Then I think Oakland finishes behind those two teams in sixth place. But Oakland, a couple of years ago, they were used to winning. They were 5-4-1 a couple of years ago. I just think mm-hmm. a lot of these programs at the same time are improving, like a Fremont's improved. Skyline's really improved late, lately, and then Castlemont, too. So I think that's kind of how this league's going to shake out. Yeah, and then, you know, it's going to be, I think it's kind of like the BBL. One of these teams might surprise us and be like, hey, we're actually a pretty dang good team. So uh, it's going to be a fun fun league this year to definitely keep our eye out eyes out on um but now we get into our award winners yeah i'm going mvp dre on paul the mcclyman senior <laughs> quarterback i mean we read the numbers 30 total touchdowns one pick does your goal and i think it's going to be offensive mvp at mac just with what he can do in so many facets and how many possessions mcclyman is going to have he's going to produce defensive mvp darius Fontenot. he's a beast he's yeah. won mvp pretty much every camp he's attended the last couple of years then coach mm-hmm. of the year is amari murphy from fremont yeah, so I, I'm going to go with, I think MVP, I'm going to go with Dwayne McDougal. Okay. Um, and then offensive MVP, I'm going to have Dre and Paul winning that one. Instead, I agree with you, Darius Fontenot. I think he's an absolute beast. Um, coach of the year, I think that Omari Murphy is a pretty good selection, especially coming off a year where they didn't play. I, I think that's a good spot. Just with how many kids they've added, right? It's yeah. just It's hard to pick against him and, under, and just mention what he's done. And before we wrap this up, a little more stuff later this week, too. But we'll get into some game picks before we wrap this up. There's some Thursday night games. Montavista versus Westmont. Montavista and Cupertino. Don't confuse them with the Danville School. Yeah. Just FYI. I'll be at this game on Thursday night at 5.30 p.m. Who do you got in that one? Going Montavista. You're going Montavista. I'm going yeah. Westmont. I think Elijah Monroe has a big game. They're a great athlete. Westmont pulls it out there on the road in a great game. And then San Jose versus Harker. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Harker. I think Harker's... Good team. I'm going to go with San Jose. And then a big, big freaking game on Friday. San Ramon Valley against Vintage. Somehow this game has gotten thrown under the rug because of a Sarah Pitt game because you have number two versus number And this three, is a top but, ten matchup. Yeah. That's the scary part. So, you know, we've talked about this game a lot. We hadn't talked about it when Kyle Foster was on as well. I think SRV is just going to pull it out. I Somehow, some way, they found ways to win games last year. I think they're going to find ways to win games again this year. It's not necessarily going to be the prettiest thing that you always see, but they're just a winning program, and I think they're going to get the first one. I'm so high on this SRV team. I'm in you love are. with this class. SRV is going to make a state run this year. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I've, I've, it, you know, there, there's a team, and we'll talk about them on the next one, that I think is not that far below. James I, Logan against Cal? I don't think Cal is that far below. I just think San Juan Valley is that good. I, but I, I mean, but all these teams in this league, too, right? Yeah. From one to six in that side, it's 
how much talent's there. They're all ranked teams. Yeah. So that's the scary part, but Salmon Valley's that good. But now let's go to James Logan Cal. Yeah, and James Logan, I know I went to your practice and you're not a fan of me. I mean, Probably the, not a me either for yeah, that pick. They I, love Kyle. But. I, I'm sorry, Coachy. I'm sorry to all the coaching staff, all the kids. Um, I, I'm going to stick with my Cal I'm going pick. Cal, too. Yeah. They had nothing against James Logan there, but Cal, I think they're going to I still out. think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, it's, it's not a blowout. Good. Now, how many combined yards? Well, you go I'm going first. 850. I'm going, I'm, 850. So I'm going prices right, 851. Because both of these offenses are pretty of high. And then let's go Palma Salinas against Mitty. Yeah, you know, we talked about WCAL. We didn't talk about Mitty too much, but I think they're going to improve this year. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Mitty get the, the fast start. I'm going to go Palma. Luke Rossi's going to have a great game to start out his senior year. He's going to be in recruited in multiple sports. He's a three-star. <clears throat> I think he's going to have a big day to win that game. And now Liberty against Bishop Odell. Yeah. Before we move on, someone's gonna have a big lead most likely. Yeah, we've one. got a lot of different we've got a picks. lot of different ones, and like I said in the VVL preview, Liberty already hates me because we've already predicted this game. <laughs> just keep it going. So I'm just gonna keep it going. Bishop O'Dowd's gonna win this one. I'm going Liberty. That's gonna be a really freaking good. You're game, so though. high on Liberty. You're so high on. Liberty. I- I've. I think O'Dowd's gonna finish as the better team this year, but I think Liberty's gonna get that week one just because of quarterback experience. I think, yeah, I think Liberty. I think yeah. I just think Liberty's getting O'Dowd at the right time. That's why I say that. All right. And All I right. can't pick against Nick Bell. Young Pat Mahomes. How am I going to pick against that kid? I mean, you're going to. And pick, also, I'm on you're going to pick I'm against on the Liberty, eventually. I'm on the Liberty pick train right now. I'm going to keep riding with that. But you're on. You're not going ten and zero. I'm assuming you're not picking no, that. So they got to lose at some point. Yeah. So but I think Liberty's going to win this one. All right. But I, how was this team flying under the radar, too? Look how good this is. James Logan, I mean, Kyle's flying under the radar. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot more games we'll get into, and we'll pick later this week, too. I know we've got some stuff coming up interviews in a couple minutes, so we'll have to wrap up this podcast, but we'll have more picks and league stuff coming up before football returns Friday again. Yep. And I am so, so excited. I think Greg is... I think you're gonna. I don't think you'll ever see Greg happier than he'll be on Friday because he's gonna be at Pitt, Sarah, and I can't imagine what the atmosphere is gonna be like there because we all know how much the city of Pittsburgh loves its football. Yeah, they've got that Texas Friday nights like night lights feel right, yeah. and now I mean, that we can have fans. It's gonna be electric. Though. It's crazy though. I might not even be the best game on the schedule because they go play Folsom the next week, and we know. And both, I was just at Folsom. Those, I saw right? Folsom. Their JV quarterback has an Oregon offer. So. Okay, that's and they killed Monterey Trail, fifty six to fourteen. The Monterey Trail is a top ten team in Oregon. Yeah, this preseason schedule is absolutely insane. It's fun. It's gonna be a lot of yeah. fun covering these games, and we're expanding our coverage just a little bit. We got a couple freelancers that will be going out to games as well, so it's gonna be a heck of a year. Mm-hmm. Go check out westcoastpreps.com and. Oh, we got something in the works. Yeah, we've got something can't, you're going to love. It. We just saw it earlier today, and let me tell you, it's one of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen. Well, you just, okay. It, it's that good. In terms of just news we've got cooking up, it's one of those things. So stay tuned for that, westcoastpreps.com. Our social media will have that up. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Follow all of our social media, westcoastpreps underscore, and follow all of our work, content, rankings, features, recaps, everything else at westcoastpreps.com.